with a broad natural grin, and black hair bound back in a ponytail, and a rolling, free and easy gait, that even without his mother took up half the pavement. At the age of twenty he was, in his own small world, a celebrity, and not only for his prowess in the boxing ring. Elected youth representative of his Islamic sports club, three times runner-up in the North German Championship hundred-meter butterfly stroke, and, as if all that weren't enough, star goalkeeper of his Saturday soccer team. Like most very large people, he was also more accustomed to being looked at than looking, which is another reason why the skinny boy got away with shadowing him for three successive days and nights. The two men first made eye contact as Malik and his mother Layla emerged from the Al-Uma travel shop, fresh from buying air tickets for Malik's sister's wedding in their home village outside Ankara. Melik felt someone's gaze fixed on him, glanced round, and came face to face with a tall, desperately thin boy of his own height, with a straggly beard, eyes reddened and deep-set, and a long black coat that could have held three magicians. He had a black and white kefir round his neck, and a tourist's camel-skin saddlebag slung over his shoulder. He stared at Melik, then at Layla. Then he came back to Melik, never blinking, but appealing to him with his fiery sunken eyes. Yet the boy's air of desperation need not have troubled Melik all that much, since the travel shop was situated at the edge of the main railway station concourse, where every variety of lost soul, German vagrants, Asians, Arabs, Africans, or Turkish like himself, but less fortunate, hung around all day long, not to mention legless men on electric carts, drug sellers and their customers, beggars and their dogs, and a seventy-year-old cowboy in a Stetson and silver-studded leather riding breeches. Few had work, and a sprinkling had no business standing on German soil at all, but were at best tolerated under a deliberate policy of destitution, pending their summary deportation, usually at dawn. Only new arrivals or the willfully foolhardy took the risk. Cannier illegals gave the station a wide berth. A further good reason to ignore the boy was the classical music, which the station authorities boom at full blast over this section of the concourse from a battery of well-aimed loudspeakers. Its purpose, far from spreading feelings of peace and well-being among its listeners, is to send them packing. Despite these impediments, the skinny boy's face imprinted itself on Melik's consciousness, and for a fleeting moment he felt embarrassed by his own happiness. Why on earth should he? Something...